Welcome to David and David on Real Estate. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of the real estate market. Good morning and welcome to the David and David on Real Estate podcast. We are today on episode number 84 and we have a very, very special guest with us. Somebody that I've had the opportunity to work very closely with over the last couple of months, uh, Stacy Green. And Stacy, you're a part of the Kathleen Black team. So welcome on board. We're very excited to have you today on our episode. Yeah, and thank you both so much for having me. I, I'm super excited to be here. So thank you. And well, last uh, week we had uh, Kathleen on. So in some ways, this is a, a continuation of uh, of that podcast and she you know you know she's fabulous like she's just uh she's engaging entertaining interesting and everything else but uh, we wanted to get the real story so we thought we'd, <laughs> we'd have you on perfect no kathleen is fantastic uh i don't think i've ever worked for such a dynamic and intriguing uh entrepreneur really so it's been fantastic to work beside her for the last this will be my fifth year with the company so yeah amazing how'd you guys meet tell us a little bit about, more about yourself your background you know what you did before Kathleen yeah definitely so currently I am director of operations here at Kathleen Black Inc uh, we just went through a massive rebrand so it's been fantastic um so as I said, this is my fifth year with the company. Uh, funny enough, I applied for a position at Kathleen Black Coaching Consulting uh, back in 2018, and I actually did not get hired for the role. Um, they reached out to me a few months later and to see if I was still interested or looking for work. So I thought, hey, why not? And uh, came back in, met with them again. And then the rest has kind of been history. I've been here um, and slowly moved up. I think that my skill set complemented what they were looking for. And Kathleen and I really work well together. So here we really appreciate and build on each other's strengths. And I think that that's one of the key things that I've really enjoyed and has made this experience phenomenal for me is that, you know, where she might have a weakness, it might be my strength and vice versa. Uh, before I was here, I worked in various roles throughout uh, operations, um, business leadership, uh, administration in multiple roles, including software and retail. So it was just somewhat of a smooth transition over to the coaching consulting side of things. So what attracted you to go to Kathleen at that time? Like what was the state of, of her enterprise at, at, at that point? Yeah. So there was a few things that actually attracted me to apply for the position in general. And then what ended up being the deciding factor to take it. Um, she has a very interesting and unique business concept. And to see a powerhouse woman uh, really take the role of a fierce CEO is not something that you normally see day to day. And especially in a male dominated industry such as real estate, it was really something that stuck out and really appealed to me. And so I thought, if I can get in there and the rest of the leadership team at that time was also female led, it just really intrigued me. And it was also something, the real estate side, I don't know much, didn't know much about it at that time. I'm not a realtor. Um, I didn't know much. I, nobody I really knew was a realtor. So it was a new challenge for me as well. And something that I was looking to take on at that time. That's fabulous. And, and, and Stacy. I know you shared with me uh, off the air that you um, have a various number of, of educational qualities behind you. One of them is nuclear engineering, which completely intrigued me as well. So how, you know, how, how did you end up here with, with, you know, that kind of a background? Yeah. So um, I am what you might say, have a slight addiction to education. Um, I, 
constantly love learning. So I am constantly looking for new courses I can take. Uh, so I do did go to school for nuclear engineering. Um, I wanted to be a radiologist and yeah. obviously things shift. Um, my focus shifted, my interests shifted. Um, so I also took courses and went through for law and business admin, business operations, hospitality. Um, there was a lot. I'm currently enrolled in some mental health training courses so that I can better support our clients and our coaches um, on that side of things. So yeah, it's I have an interesting <laughs> educational background, that's for sure. Wow. So you you dipped your toes in a lot of different fields. I have to to see what you like, you know, but you have to be qualified to, you know, to get into those programs too. So that's all pretty impressive. Yeah, thank um, you. And, you know, we take one path, you could have been a, you know, a nuclear scientist and you take another path and you're with <gasps> Kathleen uh, doing uh, leadership and coaching and everything. It's, it's really fascinating. I think you made a good choice though. I yeah. think I did too, to be honest. And honestly, a lot of the skills and the knowledge that I picked up in those various courses, I can apply in my role here today. So it's been massively beneficial. Maybe not the nuclear engineering pieces, but everything else, definitely. So maybe just describe a little bit of what your role is yeah. at the company now. Yeah, definitely. How that's so grown during the five years that you've been there. Yeah, for sure. So when I first started, I came on just as a administrative assistant. So just doing the basic uh, organizing of files and paperwork, uh, responding to emails, answering phones, that sort of thing. Um, in my role, it's continued to escalate as I was able and was proven to take on more responsibilities. Um, so now my days are varied. Um, they, I talk to, I spend my days talking to clients, to coaches. Uh, I'm on the phone with affiliates. Uh, Kathleen has her new keynote that's come out that is currently touring across North America. So it's really an experience. So I've been talking to brands and brokerages and multiple different platforms to that she'll be speaking on uh, to really bring that. Um, I speak with coaches, I update content, I'm creating new programs, uh, workshops, you name it. I kind of have my hand in everything. I do sales calls. Um, doing a podcast is brand new on the list, so I can add that to it. Um, so event planning, uh, there's nothing that is really off limits in my role. I'm getting just overwhelmed just by hearing the list, let alone imagining what your day-to-day -day looks like uh, every day. You know, it's uh, it, it sounds overwhelming, but Stacey, how, how do you keep on track and how do you keep yourself organized and how do you stay on top of all these responsibilities that you, you have? Yeah, so it can definitely get overwhelming very quickly. And I think my go-to has really been my calendar. I live by my calendar and I am very good with time blocking and I have become extremely efficient. So I make sure that everything that I need to do, whether it be a small task, such as make a phone call or send an email, everything goes in my calendar so that I know. Um, I also set pre-scheduled emails. I send like I said, calendar activities or reminders in the CRM or on the top of my Google calendar. I have them, my calendar syncs with my phone. Uh, so no matter where I am, I'm constantly updated. Um, but time blocking has been a huge one because it is very easy to get sucked into working all the time. And I think that a lot of us have felt that especially when we shifted from, you know, going into the office every day when COVID restrictions hit, everybody's working from home. And it was very easy to get sucked into, now all of a sudden it's 10 o'clock at night and then I'm sending emails and there was no real off time. Uh, I have to admit I was guilty of that. I still am to a certain degree, 
but I'm also very good with blocking in the times for the important things. Family is huge. I have two young kids. Um, so I want to make sure that, you know, if they have a school event or my oldest plays football or my youngest is taking swimming lessons, doctor's appointments, whatever it may be, those things are very, very important. And so they're scheduled in the calendar and I plan around it. Um, but I don't think I could do my job if it wasn't for Google Calendar. I was just going to ask you to dive a little bit deeper and ask you what kind of calendar you use. But um, I, I think it's really important for everybody listening that they understand that the personal planning has to come first, right? So it does. Um, you plan all your personal activities, all your activities with your kids, your date night with your husband, all that goes into the calendar first. And then all your work activities get planned around your personal activities. And you really do a good job of turning off, putting your phone down. And, and more importantly, I think turning your, 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 your switch off so that your brain is present and in the moment and, and not constantly letting yourself, okay, what's next on the to-do list? As long as you have everything laid out, it's on the calendar, you know what's coming up, you know nothing's falling to the crack, you can let yourself relax a little bit more. And I think you know, it's going that extra mile and it's winning your week on a Sunday, right? I, I heard exactly. if you win your week on a Sunday and you do all that planning, then you can relax. You don't have to be agitated. You don't have to be on the edge of your seat thinking, did I miss anything? Is anything falling through the cracks? No, everything's on your calendar. Everything's in your task list. Everything is in front of you. You know exactly what's coming up. You know exactly what's due. You know exactly what's a priority. And then you can let yourself have those personal moments. Exactly. And it's huge because if I wasn't able or if I didn't schedule those personal uh, tasks in my calendar, it's very easy to now all of a sudden it's overlooked or you're pushing things off and then you start to feel the burnout, right? And you start to feel the overwhelm and then it makes it even harder to kind of carve out that personal time. Um, I do a really great job as well. We use Asana as well in, in house here to make sure that everybody that's involved in a project is added onto that project. So if I can assign it, if I need a graphic, I can assign it to our graphic designer and then it will go to our marketing team or if Kathleen needs to look at it or it's something in sales, I have the, the dashboard that I can take a quick look and see where are we in the pipeline. And if it's held up somewhere, I know who I need to reach out to and ask, why is it held up? Is it that they're waiting for clarification on something? Are they, have they just forgotten to upload it? So between Google Calendar and Asana, I would say that those are two huge applications that I would recommend to anybody, especially in an operations or leadership role. If you don't already have it, I would start implementing something. That's wonderful advice. And Stacey, you know, I, I feel like realtors are are kind of, you know, out there. Um, and, and it's hard to plan if you're a realtor because you get one phone call, you know, that property comes out on the market or, you know, somebody just wakes up and says, hey, I want to see that property tomorrow. It, it, it's very easy to throw off your whole day. You can have something time blocked. You can have something planned, but you get that phone call and, and everything goes out the window and, and you're out the door running to show that property. Right. So I think as realtors, I think we need to practice this a lot more. And, and yes. be very conscious of this, right? But we need to be in control and, and time blocking is really important. So when you get that phone call, right? I think it all comes from a position of abundance versus scarcity. If you have- Exactly. Right? If you have leads, if you have, if you do all the right things on a regular basis and, and, and your funnel is always full, that phone call is not going to, going to push you into a place of scarcity where you're like, oh my God, I have this two hour date night planned with my girlfriend and, you know, now I, I, I'm going to scrap it. You're going in the back burner. I'm going after that $40,000 check. But if you have those opportunities all the time in your funnel, right, then you're not going to be driven by, you know, that scarcity mindset where you're like, okay, you know what? I have to scrap my plans. I'm, I'm going to lose control. I'm going to let somebody else dictate 
you know, what happens to my schedule today? And, you know, the other thing is, you know, Kathleen Black is really big on building teams, right? Yes. As, as an entrepreneur, that's the only way we're going to scale and, and really get full in control of, of, of our own time. Because, you know, there might be a circumstance where that client that calls you has to go see that property at that time. And then you have the team and the support system in place to fill in and make that happen without giving up your date night. Right. So I exactly I, I love that. I, I love the fact that, you know, Kathleen Black is really big on team building. You know, I do think that that's, you know, the future of scaling your real estate business, of having a sustainable business, of, you know, living that 1% lifestyle, of getting your life back. I mean, I think that's the best way of doing it. Um, do we have realtors that run amazing solopreneur teams? Absolutely, we do. Yes. But, you know, I, I think it's really hard to be really in control of your time um, if, if you're a one-person show. So I, I agree at times. It's also making sure you can run a fantastic business being a solopreneur if you have the right systems in place and the right processes and everything is very well oiled. We see it all the time. We have multiple clients that are extremely successful within top 1% uh, that are individual agents and that's how they do it. And they have their systems and process and they follow their flow and they are time blocking. And something that uh, has really stuck out to me that has come up and I believe it was Kathleen that said it is at the end of the day, you're a professional, right? You're, you're real estate, you are a professional. You can't call up your doctor and say, hey, I really need to come in and see you right now. Your doctor's not going to take you in. They're going to say, I, I apologize. We're fully booked right now, but here's what I can offer you. It's our soonest available. So I think it's also getting realtors in the mindset of it's okay if you can't. People are going to understand because at the same time, if you give people an inch, they're going to take a mile, right? And if you teach them that it's okay and you will 100% drop everything that you have on the go when they reach out because they need something, they're always going to do it. So you need to have boundaries in place. So it's, it's very easy to say, yes, I'll be right there and cancel everything, but you don't want to, you don't want to live your life like that. And eventually you're going to get tired of it if you're not tired of it already. And I'm sure most realtors at that time are driving in the car, thinking in their head, can't believe I'm doing this. I don't want to be doing this. Right. But at the end of the day, they're also looking at it. Like I also want to find them a home or I really need this in my pipeline or whatever it may be, but boundaries are massive. And it's something that we, we really focus on in the business here, both with our internal team, our coaches, but also what we try to get across to our clients too. You need to implement boundaries. Yeah, those are excellent points. And, you know, in my side of the business too, it's, you know, scheduling is important. Blocking time is, is really important. And there's so many things that, you know, you block off. Like I try and do it all the time, even to, you know, like, you know, my daughter calls me, any chance you could pick up the kids from school today? I'm stuck in a, in a meeting. And I said, you know, if, as long as you give me enough notice and I can get it in my calendar, I can do anything. If it's the middle of the day, I can find an hour to do it. If, if I have time to schedule it right yeah. if i don't have time to schedule it you know then it, it's a challenge but how many times have all of us you know you got your whole day scheduled you've done everything on sunday you've got your whole week plan you get in monday you know i got to do these these 10 things what i got to get done today and then you get in there and the you know what hits the fan and at the end of the day you don't touch the first thing on your list you don't even get there yeah right so but at least you have that to go back on, you know what, you didn't get done that day and you still are on top of trying to prioritize, understand what an emergency is, what's not an emergency. And we all put stuff in our calendar that we know is movable. Yes. Right. Like put it in your calendar, even though, yeah, I'm planning to do this at one o'clock today, but if this comes up or if that meeting comes up, I know I can move this till three o'clock till four o'clock till tomorrow. Like you always have stuff that you can move but it's still good to get it in the calendar, block the time 
and and trying to you know and and meet the calendar demands and if you have to move it you move it but at least you've got it in there right definitely and in my calendar i block every day has a block for flex space so i've allotted for if all of a sudden something comes up or if i have to move all of a sudden one of my calls runs over and i have to shift somebody or somebody last minute is like hey I, I, I'm stuck on a call or I had something happen. My son, I had to go pick him up from school. Can we shift our call? That way, yes, because I have that flex space. Once that flex space is filled, then, I'm, then I say, unfortunately, no, I, I don't today, but I can fit you in at my soonest available, which is tomorrow. And so I always block it because like you said, things always come up, but it's also looking at and determining what I consider an emergency, right? So everybody will say, oh, I need this ASAP or I have to talk to you today. Well, I need more information because what you may consider an emergency and urgent may not be something that I consider an emergency or urgent. So, you know, reaching out to me at 9 p.m. on Christmas Eve because you can't remember what your password is to something isn't an emergency to me. I get that it is for you, but it's it's not for me. So you're gonna get my out of office. I will respond at my soonest available, but right? So there's, there's give and take, but I always assess also priority of things. So how I like to schedule things is also, I look at when the due date is, and then I like to give myself a window, right? So what is my absolute that I need to get it done by? And then I schedule that for finalization two days before that, because I know that if all of a sudden my son gets sick or something happens, now we have to re replan. I know that I've bought myself those extra days because it's, it's not due yet. So I always plan far ahead to allow myself the extra time, extra space, whatever it may be. Yeah, I, I think time management is so important. Yeah. And, you know, and we're talking about, you know, I, I love your your comment on the professionalism, you know, that that realtors, you know, when we focus a lot on realtors in this podcast all the time, and, and they have to accept themselves that they are professionals. Yeah. And they, if they treat yourself as a professional, others will treat you as a professional too. And part of that is treating others that, you know, in your circle of people that you've got to deal with, respect them as professionals too. And know that you know they need some time, you know that to, you know they're going to respond when they can, and you've got to give them some leeway as well. So your demands on others have to be reasonable, as well. But but start with the demands on yourself. Okay, you know, be professional, treat some professional. You want to respond to people as quickly as possible, but like we're in a in a time period now where everybody expects things instantly. Yes. Okay. You know, I, I'm was still around, you know, pre cell phone days, you know, practicing law and pre fax machines even. And, you know, you, you wrote a letter to someone, you had to wait for something that came back in the, back in the mail four days later. And then you responded and sent another, like things transacted quite slowly in relative terms. Now everything is instant. You send a text to somebody and you're sitting around, you know, hey, it's, it's been 10 minutes. How come they haven't responded to my text? Are they mad at me? Like, right. Yes. It's, well, and that's no, what maybe they're, happened. They're in a meeting. Right? Like they're, With, you know, they're doing something, you know, they're, they're in the gym, like whatever it is, it, it's not it always have to be instant, but you have to be respectful and you have to treat yourself as a professional first and say, you know, th this is my time's important. I'll respond in a professional, timely manner. As soon as I can I'll explain that to a client and then they'll treat you accordingly. And then, you, but you have to do the same thing to everybody else that you come in contact with. Exactly. And I am very upfront with everybody that I speak to at the very beginning of the call, or if we're on a Zoom, I thank them for their time, uh, that I appreciate them blocking off the time to speak with me or meet with me. And then I always say, I'm going to be very respectful of your time because I know that you, you're extremely busy. So I will keep it within the time frame that we booked it for. If we need additional time, I'm happy to book a longer time to chat. Or if it's something that we can discuss via email, happy to do that as well. And then when I finish my call or whatever it may be, 
I always say perfect. And just so that we both have it, I am going to recap everything in an email. That way both sides have it because I know that it's a lot to take in and with multiple things going on through the day, phones going off, et cetera, right? You might've missed something. So I will send an email. If you have any questions or concerns, please reach out to me. Just know that my working hours may be different than your working hours. So I will do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but I will get back to you within 24 hours. If it's of an urgent nature, please feel free to text me as you may get an answer response faster, but it's not guaranteed. And I always leave it because everybody understands, right? And everybody's like, oh yeah, no problem at all. Because everybody does work different hours and everybody is has multiple things on the go. So they appreciate it. And I think that when you are upfront and honest and you're transparent and you set guidelines in place, people are more inclined to follow them. And I've never really run into an issue where someone saying, okay, listen, I really, really need this. Like you, you have to answer me the odd time, right? When someone will call me off the hook repeatedly over and over and over again. But most times they're very respectful of it. And it's because I've kind of set out how this relationship is going to work and I've been clear and I've been professional about it and I've been courteous. So they're going to follow suit because it's, it's reciprocity, right? So. I think communication is, is and setting priorities and expectations is key in any business. Right. And I think yeah. we need to get better at this because we're, you know, we're, we're, we're the worst when it comes to, you know, dropping everything and, and really being at the beck and call of our clients, which, um, you know, there's a fine line between those two aspects. And I think you're absolutely right. You need to communicate very clearly from day one, you know, what your expectations are, you know, what your guidelines are, when you're available, when you have family time, when you can service the clients and have systems in place that you can, you can offer that level of support. It, it's not rocket science, right? Yeah. But it's, it's, it is work and it does require thought and planning. And, you know, any realtor out there that's really serious about running a, a business and about, you know, servicing their clients and making sure nothing falls in line, they have to set aside the time and commit to setting these up in place and, and running their organization. Can you imagine a big organization like, like Apple or, or Google without any systems and processes? No. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't work, right? And it so yes, it would just be yeah. chaos, right. But everybody has a part. Everybody knows there's checklists, there's guidelines. Like, you know, our front desk, our, you know, we uh, we have a director of finance that's been with us for I think 16 years, and you know, completely different skill sets that I have, right? She's all about checklists, 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 and it, it drives me nuts. But God, I love her for it because yeah. nothing falls to the crap. You know, we we everybody gets a checklist, and these are the steps you follow when a deposit gets in, and it's literally like one, two, like like you could put a new person, you know, from anywhere in the street. And they will yeah. know what happens when a deposit comes in because all they have to do is literally step by step follow the guidelines. But if they follow the guidelines, you know, status gets updated, deposit checks get put in the right place, you know, uh, trades gets uh, notified, uh, you, you know, a thank you email goes out to the seller. Like it's all there, black yeah. and white. Everybody has to sign off each step, you know, initials, right? So then the next day, if something doesn't go according to plan, oh, you know, we know that this person initialed at this time that this step was completed and, and yeah. we can go back and there's accountability. But without that, if you just say, oh, deposit came in, you know, make sure everything happens. Well, that's that's great. But we all know that, you know, the phone rings, an email comes in, somebody walks through the door, the lights go off, the Internet flickers, you know, life happens and 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 things, you know, get off rail. So. Uh, you have to stay organized. And, and, and this is the basics. This is like the foundation of a business. When you're building a house, you know, yeah. you lay the first block, you make sure that it's level, you put a really solid foundation. Otherwise, you can't lay the la second layer of blocks on top. You know, realtors try to jump here and, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the 10th level 
of of the skyscraper and and you know i'm going to start building from there and maybe then i'm going to go to the 20th floor and and, and put in some windows how are you going to build a building that's not how it goes and you will exactly every single time right yeah we see it all the time right and i love that you use that analogy because that's what we use internally as well is you really are building the foundation. You're building the foundation of your business and you need key pillars in place. And when you see a new home being built, they're doing it very strategically and they're doing it in a set order. And there's always a reason why you don't see them trying to pour concrete, but also put up the walls at the same time. And you don't see them bringing in a roof when the walls aren't, aren't all secure. So Yes, it does require some work and I'm not going to lie. It is tedious and it is not for everybody, but once you have those systems in place, once you have the checklists and you have, you know, your operating manuals or your SOPs, once you have a solid foundation that way, it's so much easier to move forward because you could pull somebody off the street if you needed to and say, (coughs) I need, I need help today come in, everything you need is in this binder and you're going to be able to do it. And they are because it's documented. And yes, it's, you're going to need to tweak it as things evolve. And we still tweak ours internally because we're constantly leveling up and we're constantly making tweaks and changes to better the business because things evolve, right? And so it is work, but there's also people that you can put in place to help with it. I mean, coaching is an option, a VA, hiring an admin, like you do have options available to you. So take them on. Don't feel like you need to do everything yourself. And I think that that's another thing that we see all the time is everybody thinking, I need to do it. I need to do it. You you don't need to do everything and you can't do everything because it's going to get overwhelming and you're going to burn out and you're going to lose that passion that you have for it now work within your genius and be comfortable with this is what I enjoy doing and this is what I do really well and be okay to say I don't do this piece really well and it I need to find somebody who does it's not a bad thing and I think that a lot of times people think that it is or that they're not good enough or someone else may judge them for it but at the end of the day that's, that's why we work so well here at Kathleen Black is because we do and we celebrate everybody's unique genius. And if I can't do something, I go to the person who can. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's pieces that I do well that others don't. And so it's really being cohesive and, and playing upon those areas. It's the uh, innovator's dilemma, really, yes. right? Where where you're actually disincentivized to invoke change. And, and the, the idea here is that it's always harder at the beginning, right? So if you want to take a step forward, sometimes you have to take a step back. You know, sometimes yes. you have to stop selling for a week, you know, and say, you know what, I, I'm going to take a breath and I'm going to work on my business today. Not in my business, but on my business, right? Yeah. It's the innovator's dilemma. You're you're actually disincentivized to change and innovate because it's it, it, it's harder in the short term, but then you reap the benefits in the long term. And and you know again, most solopreneurs just don't have that long term vision. I was um, listening to another podcast uh, last night, and this really famous investor was was talking about how he kind of invests in companies. And he was talking about the difference of, of goal setting that most companies goal set, like the really good companies. And I'm talking about like the cream of the crop companies, they goal set like two, three, five years out. Right. And his was like, I look for companies that goal set seven to 10 years out. Like think the, think about that for a second. And the one company that he was talking about was Amazon. Right. Amazon is literally buying supply lines. They're buying, they're investing in like supply lines and and, and big, they're building their own ships, right? That will take goods from China 
to, to the United States. And they're building their own ships because they realize that there's a gap in the shipping logistical network. And like these companies are thinking 10 years out and investing so that they their business looks very different like long-term from now, right? So think about how, like if you're a realtor, right? And you you and I say to you, what are your 10-year goals? How are you going to think strategically about your business versus, hey, what's that, you know, what's happening tomorrow? What's happening next week? Where is your next lead coming from? Like you're going to be thinking in a completely different level. Yes. And so we, the, one of the very first things that we have people do when they start here coaching is one, write a letter from the future. And it is huge. And it is a letter that you write to yourself one, one year from now. So, and it's, you talk about all of the accomplishments, all the amazing things that you did this year ahead and you date it. So if I was to write it today, I would date it for April 5th, 2024. And on that day I would open it and it would say, Hey, Stacy, guess what? This year was my best year yet. I did this. I took the kids. We went to Disney world. You had, you know, three weeks off all of these amazing things because you're, you're building your future. Right. And we, we tell people all the time, you're building for where you're going, not where you are. And so when we do goal setting, we do it short term. So one, three, one and three year goals, but long-term five and 10. And I know that it's hard for a lot of people to be like, I don't really know where I want to be five years from now or 10 years from now. Well, you should start thinking about those things. And it's really important too, because at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you're building a strong foundation to get you to your big goal. What is it? And you don't, you don't want to sell out. And Kathleen always says, you don't want to sell out for a little taste of calm when you have this big goal at the end. Don't sell it out. It's going to get hard. Things are going to change. Maybe you'll go off course and maybe, you know, it'll get crazy and you'll get overwhelmed, but it's worth it in the end because that is your big destination. So we have people do goal setting internally within the company. We sit down and we do goal setting. Uh, We've just done it recently and we're leveling up in multiple areas um, from, you know, the big new rebrand to technology with the website and a new CRM. And we're really investing in expansion, but it's because we got very clear on where we wanted to go and what our goals looked like in the future. So it's something that I would say, make sure you're having everybody do. And also if you're a team, it's important to know not only what your goal is as a team leader, but what are all of your agents' goals, right? Are they on the same page? Do they want bigger things? Do they want new challenges? Is there an area that maybe they're they're interested in exploring and you can make a transition, right? So there's a lot of things that make sure you're you're really paying attention to what their vision is, what are their values, and what are their goals? Yeah, I got a question for you and then a, then a, then a comment like when yeah. you open your letter from last year yeah okay that you wrote 2022 be honest was one of the goals like to be on the podcast with david and i was you that, know did what? i make it on the list it didn't but <sighs> in this year's letter i'll have put that i hope to be on it twice and then we'll <laughs> see if that comes true All but right. yeah no it's, Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. Um, but but I, I like your comment, you know, and I listen to this. That's why I love this podcast because I learn stuff all the time. And as you're talking, I'm trying to think, you know, are we doing that? Am I doing that? Or what should we, you know, like that's constantly with my head. And one thing we do do with our staff is we have an annual review, usually, you know, early December. And part of it is, you know, what happened this past year and, and we're talking, you know, raises and bonuses, you know, as part of the process. But but we have them fill out a questionnaire. But part of it is, what do you want for next year? What are your goals for next year? Yeah. What areas do you want to get into? Are you happy with what you're doing? Are there new things you want to do? Like, we want to hear that because we want to 
goal plan for the firm as a whole, but we're also trying to help each individual advance their own careers, what's important to them. And some of them just say, you know, I'm, you know, more of the same, nothing new. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I don't really want to do anything different. And then there's others that say, no, no, I did this. I did that. I would love to see a little bit of this. So, exactly. and we try and do it, we, you know, and we don't always do it, but, but at least the efforts there, but I think it's important as a, as a firm, as a company to get that feedback because it's not just what's good for the firm as a whole, it's what's good for each person that's part of it, right? That they're all exactly. living there. They're, they're part of the, the family. They're part, you know, it's their career. And we want them to look at it as their career, not just a job. You know, we try to hire, don't, we don't, you want a job? There's a lot of people get a job. We don't want hire people that want a job. We want people that want a career, that want to be part of this. You know, it, yeah. it doesn't always work, but that's what we're trying to do. And I think that's what you're looking at as well, Stacey. Yeah, and we are. And even internally, uh, between Kathleen and I and our coaches, we meet with them regularly. How are things going? How, what have you enjoyed? What do you not enjoy? What would you love to do more if given the opportunity? Do you have any comments, recommendations, new ideas to bring to the table, right? Because you're only as good as the people that you have beside you. Right. And so we surround ourselves with the most amazing people. Like I can't, I can't speak uh, like highly enough about the people that I work with every day, starting from Kathleen down to our fantastic coaches. Like they make me like so happy. Like I honestly would do anything for, for everybody here. So but it's important to me to know what do you, what do you enjoy? What are your passions? Is there something that we could implement that can, you know, help you shine? Is there something that we can, you know, showcase your gifts and your talents? Is there a way that we can better our brand, our business by implementing some of your ideas? Because it's not just a team leader show or a business owner show, right? It's important that everybody feels comfortable with the vision and that helps with culture. And culture is huge, especially in real estate. You'll notice a lot of times teams will say, you know what, they were great, but it didn't fit with our culture. You want that happy, productive, efficient, profitable culture, but you also want it like everybody here feels like a family. We, we act as a family. We're very invested. We celebrate everybody's wins and we're there. If somebody falls down, like we're very supportive, but if somebody comes in and it doesn't fit the dynamic, we need to look at, is it the right choice? You know, what I find interesting, like my background, I've had a lot of leadership training through the years. Yeah. Um, I have, been coached by some excellent coaches. I've been a coach for others. And, and I always focused, and David and I've talked with another pod, we, we focus on leadership because we're, you know, we're, we're running businesses. Yeah. And, and we use the principles of sports leadership that we grew up with or, uh, that apply to our businesses and how to be a leader. But you're in a company of almost everybody is a coach and a leader. They've all had that kind of training. Yeah. They've all had that type of background and they've got to fit in line within a hierarchy there and you want input from them. And I'm wondering, you know, you, you talk about getting the right people. I am, I'm assuming that most of them accept their position because they understand that of what it is to be part of a team and how everybody you contribute, but not everybody can be the top goal scorer and not everybody can be the, the shutdown defenseman on the team, but everybody can have a role. And, yeah. and I think people that are trained in leadership and coaching understand that and appreciate that more. And they, and they, you know, they set goals, but they really appreciate what everybody else's strengths and weaknesses are and how they can fit into a team concept. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's, you nailed it right on the head. Like that is our team to a T really. Um, everybody understands that they bring something unique to this team and that 
we win when we all win together. So we, while everybody is also of a different personality trait, right? We have high Ds, we have high Is, we have the analytical SCs. So everybody's different, but everybody knows that they bring something and somebody else is going to be there to help where maybe they lack. And everybody is so open and so transparent and so honest and giving. And if there's an issue, if a coach is working with a client and the client needs something else, the coach will be the first one to say, you know what, that's not my genius or, but I know who can help you and they are fantastic. And let me put you in touch with them. Everybody is just here because they genuinely at the end of the day, just want to help people. They just want to be there and support and pass some of their knowledge and expertise off to somebody else so that that person can grow and do well. And maybe then that person will step into more of a leadership or coaching role and the cycle will continue. Yeah, I mean, as I think as leaders, our, our job is to build other leaders, right? Um, yeah. But more important than that, I mean, leaders build our future. They 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 really do, right? So it's uh, yeah. it's it's really important. But listen, let me ask you this question. Um, yeah. How as a team, how do you guys prioritize your your goal setting? How, how do you guys set goals as a team? Um, how you prioritize them, and and how do you kind of get into, um, you know, what you guys are going to sort of focus on long-term versus versus the short-term? Yeah, so it's kind of a two-tiered system, really, because obviously we have big goals and dreams for the company itself, and then we have all of the coaches' hopes and dreams specifically, right? So I would say at least twice a year, we meet with the coaches and really have them map out their goals what would they like to see and we look at all of those things like i said what do you enjoy what don't you enjoy what would you like to see where where are you hoping to go and then we compile all of that info when kathleen and i are looking at what are the company's goals can we start to loop or mesh some of these things together so that we can start building some of the coaches dreams or goals in into the company because it's important for us they're important to us. So I think we look at it a few different ways. Um, this year specifically, uh, the company is leveling up, as I said, tenfold, right? And so is it something, it was a dream of ours. It was one of the big goals and everything is kind of happening very quickly, which is a great thing. The business is taking off and we saw areas of, hey, this wasn't a goal of ours for maybe another year or two, but we're here and we're going to, we're going to make it work. So obviously things change, but we look at it is also sitting down and having those tough conversations as to what, what do you want to see and how can we make it work? And have you thought of a way that we could turn that into reality, right? Or, Hey, you know, if the opportunity presented itself, for a larger role, have you thought about that? Or what would you think about that? Would that be of interest? So that we can also take that into consideration because we never want to put anybody on a spot or build for something that's not congruent. So are you doing this in open meetings that everybody's at, you know, in one dialogue with a big discussion? Or is this more small meeting like one-on-one -on -one meetings as opposed to getting together as a group or how, how do you how do the dynamics work yeah so we meet every week as a group we meet every tuesday and we talk about you know concerns anything like that that comes up questions how's everybody doing anybody need anything for their support and then obviously there's a conversation that will take place around what what are everybody's thoughts? Or even I'll use this as an example. Yesterday, we had our meeting and obviously we're approaching summer. I can't believe time is flying, but it is. And it's the conversation around what are everybody's thoughts about 
the summer months? How does everybody see it going? Um, does anybody want to take some extra time off if you have vacation? Does anybody have anything that they'd like to propose a new idea that they want to throw out for something they'd love to see implemented over the summer? Let's start planning that now. Whereas then we also do the one-on-one -on -one meetings with the coaches because some of the, their goals may be extremely personal or maybe they're not ready to share it yet or whatever it may be. So we do those one-on-one -on -one as well. And then we, we talk about it as a group. Some of the decisions are made internally within the leadership team. And then we present it on a group call, such as the rebrand. Uh, the coaches knew it was going to happen. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, it was also thrown out to them on a coaches meeting that, you know what, I know that we talked about it. It is moving forward. This is how it's going to be. What are everybody's thoughts? Here's what, kind of what it looks like and involve them, right? If you involve them, they don't feel like, okay, decisions are just being made without me and I'm just going to have to make it work even if I don't agree or align, right? So it's, it's done in a variety of ways. We also have them write it down. We have them do their letter from the future. We have them do their values and their vision and their goal setting and submit it on a yearly basis. So we were really trying to stay in tune. I also chat with the coaches on a personal level, if not on a weekly, some of the coaches on a daily basis to see how are things going? Is there anything I can support with? How are they feeling overall? just so that we're in tune, right? Cause it's, it's important to be in tune with what's happening in your, in your company. And I think that's just one good example, probably where, where delegation is, is so important. I'm sure it, and on one level, Kathleen would love to, I'd like to be the one talking to all the coaches and making and having all these conversations and staying on top of, but realistically it, it's impossible, right? So yeah. she has to, have full confidence in you to, to take on that role and that you're going to be having the right conversation with them and give them the right feedback. And if there's something really important, you bring it back to her. If not, you, you know, you can deal with it. And, and you know, that's an important skill to learn. It's a hard skill as much as yeah. leadership training you do and, and coaching and everything. That's a hard delegation is a hard skill because you have to have confidence in somebody else to do the job. So obviously Kathleen's got great confidence in you to give you that role and, and, and all the other roles that you have and, and your role keeps expanding. So like, yes. you know, that's, that's a real feather in your cap for sure, Stacy. Yeah, no. And I am extremely grateful that she does have, you know, the, the trust and confidence in me. And it, that's, I think I have felt it. And I think that since starting here, even on a personal level, I have felt my confidence boost. I feel more confident. I feel more self-motivated. I feel it, it's really allowed me to grow as a person tenfold, right? And I, I can see the changes in the day-to-day. -day. I can see how I interact with people, my communication skills, my leadership ability, um, my empathy, sympathy, like, I have really grown overall and I, I'm grateful for Kathleen for the trust that she has in me, but she also has her strengths and she's also busy, right? She's, she's traveling, she's speaking on national stages. She is delivering the keynote experience. She is, we're aligning with national affiliates like there's a lot going on there. So it is hard to stay in touch with the day to day. So having the right person and the trust in them that, Hey, I know that it's covered. And if there is something she knows, I'll go back to her. Sometimes I'll just make a decision. Um, but it's also that, that trust and the confidence of, I know that you'll make the right decision. And then it's taken us a little bit of time to get there as it should. Right. It's, it's a massive, especially when you're used to doing something your way and you're the one responsible for doing it to kind of let go of the reins is a lot for anybody i'm going through it right now because as we grow right and it's like i enjoy doing those things and it's like i know somebody could probably do it better and you know as things get busier things do need to come off people's plates but it's still that like oh i don't want to let go of that so yeah but it's been phenomenal and 
everybody is doing great and the business is, is blooming and it's, it's growing and it will continue to level up. So I'm excited to see what's in store for the next few years. Well, it's great that you can empower somebody to make decisions and delegate that way. But, but you also, you're, you're making those decisions within a stated goal. Like you've already got the plan there and you sounds like you spend a lot of time collectively getting those goals in place. So, so, you know, when you are making a decision, you're making it within that concept. And if I guess if it comes outside that concept, that's when it's like, okay, wait, I'm not sure what decision to do, but if it's within that, you know, that's, that empowers you to do it because you're spending a lot of time with, with the goal setting and with the understanding the direction that the company wants to go. So I, I think it's a great business lesson for, for anybody. And it's your business. It's David's business. It's my business. It's anybody's business. Like it's. Yeah. You know? And I think it's easier to, because we're very, we're all very entrepreneurial here. Right. And so we've kind of structured it with as long as everybody understands what the vision and the values and the goals are of the company, I have ownership of my own sort of department, right? I, I run that department and Kathleen trusts me to run that department and we'll celebrate the wins together and we'll, we'll celebrate, you know, some of the downfalls or losses together. But at the end of the day, I'm also the one that's going to take ownership for it. So if I make a bad decision, I can own it and I can, I will say to her, you know what, I made the wrong choice. I thought I was doing it. I was looking at it from this perspective. I I'm now wrong, but I will also make the changes to make it right. But I think that that's been really empowering for everybody to say, you know what, I'm trusting you with this aspect or this area of business. It's yours kind of run it, own it. And, and it's helped me grow as a person. Like I feel more confident in my decision-making. I it's, it's Yeah. I don't even know what to say about it, but it's fantastic. Oh, it's good. And the, the reality is Kathleen can't do what you do and shouldn't yeah. be doing what you do. Just no. like David can't be doing his front office stuff. And, and I can't be doing, I can't run my accounting department. Like I'm the, the last guy that should be doing it. Right. So we all have to understand what we can do and, and what we can't do and get the right people in place uh, to do it. And I think your growth there is, is fabulous. And um, I'm sure it's appreciated there. If not, we'll, we'll talk to Kathleen about it again. We... <laughs> yes, thank you. No, it, it definitely is appreciated and I feel it every day. But yeah, it, it's really at the end of the day, just knowing and celebrating your strengths and being confident in your weaknesses, right? And when you align with the right people and you're, you're confident and you're out of your ego to say, you know what, I, I'm, I know I can't do this well, let's get somebody in here. You'll see how much easier everything is really. Stacy, give us an idea. What are the next couple of big things happening in, uh, in, in your world and in Kathleen's world? Uh, what are some things we can look forward to? Yeah, so a lot of big things are in the pipeline. Obviously, we are leveling up tenfold with the launch of the new brand and the new websites coming. Uh, Kathleen, as I mentioned, is still touring and will be continuing to tour uh, the new keynote, which is really an experience all in its own. So that'll be exciting. Uh, there'll be the Canadian premiere of the documentary is coming up. So that's super exciting. And then really just leveling up the coaching side of things as well. So expanding the company, offering new programs and services, but then also branching off and really elevating Kathleen as a national keynote speaker. So a lot of exciting things coming. I'm excited for everybody and announcements will come soon, I'm sure. So keep your eyes out for those. Yeah, and, and um, we know when from from last week when Kathleen was on the podcast that uh, she's not only, uh, you know, really expanding the real estate industry, but she's trying to expand outside of the real estate industry because a lot of the things that she teaches and she talks about are applicable to any business. And I know, yes. um, you know, David, uh, you mentioned that, you know, there's there's not a lot of coaches on on the legal side, right? So 
Um, you, you know, I, I think every business can can benefit from from mindset, from shifting, from being pushed to be better, and 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 from having that accountability piece. So um, I, I think the world is Kathleen's oyster, and and we're very excited to see the growth and the changes happening within your company. Um, I know we're running a little short on time, but um, I wanted to see if the two of you would be interested in actually booking a date that's a year in the future, and maybe we can do this exercise together and openly read each other's letters out there and 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 see if we can hold each other accountable to uh, to that first step in 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 the vision setting that you guys go through with all your coaching clients. Yeah, definitely. I would be happy to. So let's get that in our calendars and then we will meet again and read them out for everybody. <laughs> so so um, what we're going to do is we're each going to take some time and, and write the letters today. Yes. And, and I should note, it's important that you have to handwrite it. So you cannot type it on the computer if you do type it on the computer, you want to make sure that you go back and you actually put pen to paper because that's where the magic happens. Understood. Yeah. All right. So we are committed to doing that. I will, I will, I will make sure to, uh, to do that. I will handwrite. Hopefully a year from now I can read my handwriting, <laughs> um, but I, I think it's a great exercise. I'm actually really excited about doing this. Yeah. And it, it has been phenomenal. And at first, some clients will be like, you're crazy. Like, I don't understand this. But then they'll go back and they'll read their letter. And they're like, you know what? I thought I was only going to do this. And I actually, like, far exceeded it. Or, oh my gosh, I thought I would only have enough time, you know, one week off. And I actually got four. Like, it's phenomenal to see. Or, hey, even though, you know, last year was hard, my vision still came true and maybe I missed it one thing or two, but overall it was right on par. So it's a fantastic exercise. I'm not going to lie at first when they brought it up to me, when I started here, I'm like, seems a little woohoo-y for me, but I'll do it. And I've done it every year. And in fact, my oldest now I get him to do it too. So it's fantastic. Like I said, it's fantastic. You'll, I think you'll enjoy it. I think I've started something new for both of you here. So to clarify, it's it's a combination of your business goals and your personal goals. Yeah. For the next Everything. year, right? It's not just so, business goals. It's where do, where do you want to be in life a year from now, or what do you? Yeah, right? exactly. So anything that you want to add in there, by all means, we've had people add in hey, you you actually dyed your hair brown. Like whatever you want it to be, you can put it in there. It's just super important to make sure that you're putting pen to paper when you write it. Love it. I'm going to go yeah. get my pilot's license finally. We've been talking about it for 10 years. I need to go do it. Get your what license? <laughs> pilot's license. Oh, that'll be neat. So if you put it down on paper, yeah, you might have to so live up to it. Happens. That's the key. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know I was like, I would committing. love to get my motorcycle license, but then I feel like all of those that know me and has, have seen me drive are like, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, putting it yeah. down on paper. It's like, you know, I'm a lawyer. It's like making a contract with yourself. Are you yeah. going to live up the, to the contract? You're going to breach the contract during the next year. So set realistic goals <laughs> that you can achieve. Right. Well, but try and live up. It, right. Yeah. Whatever you, and we always encourage everybody dream big, right? Like what, what would you love to see unfold this year? Get that down and you write it as if it's actually happened. So you're writing it like, oh, we I'll go back to the Disney world thing. We spent the most amazing week at, you know, in Florida, the weather was perfect. You know, Nolan, I'll use my youngest son's name. Nolan had an amazing time and wasn't scared of the Disney characters. Like what you build it as if it's actually happened because you're actually in that moment when you're writing it, you're living it and you're, you're, you're build, take, building it into fruition. Right. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty powerful. So I'm going to hold you accountable to writing this letter and it'll be interesting to see. 
I feel like we've gone a full three circle because we started talking about calendar and time blocking and, you know, goal setting. And now we're, we're doing it because, you know, this is an exercise where, you know, forces you to think, Hey, where am I going to be a year from now? Let me envision the perfect scenario. And and now we're going to go through an exercise where, you know, as a group, we're actually going to think about it. We're going to manifest it. And not only that, but we're going to be forced to engage in this exercise where we're going to have to think about, okay, if I want to get there, what steps do I need to take today to get me there a year from now? So I, this is great. I think this is uh, the perfect way to end this podcast. I think so too. So I will write my letter and put it in a sealed envelope and date it. And we will, we'll all have to get back on a call when the year is up. Love it. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you both so much. Yeah, we had a blast today. This has been amazing. And, um, you know, it's not every day that we really dive deep into some of these processes, but I think they're so important. They're so fundamental. So thank you for your time today. You did amazing for your first podcast. I mean, you did much more than David and David. And then we both did our first time around. Um, It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you both so much. And I'm glad that I got to share my first podcast experience with both of you. So thank you so much for having me on. And Hopefully I can join you guys again sometime soon. That'd be great. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye.